On Sunday, the Argentinian people decided to appoint a libertarian as the president of the country. His name is Javier Millet. He won 56% of the presidential vote. And this is a man who wants to abolish the Reserve Bank, change the Argentinian peso, uh, will replace it with US dollars, cut the state's uh, share of the economy from 38% to 23%, and, and, and. Privatize what he can. It's radical stuff, but Argentina is a country that has stagnated for a long time and is sitting with inflation of 143%. One of the local um, money managers who has been celebrating what happened in Argentina is Pit Fulion. Pit is chairman of RECM and manages funds at Merchant West Investments and is uh, a regular, in fact, the only participant at every single one of the Biz News conferences to date. And he's with us to give us some insights into exactly why he is celebrating what's happening in Argentina. Pit, you've been quite, uh, I can't say vocal on, on Twitter or X, but you've been quite receptive to what's happened in Argentina. Yeah, I, th- I think it's fascinating. It's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. I think it's the first time uh, that I know that a truly committed libertarian has been actually voted in by the majority of the population uh, and given a mandate to to implement their policies, which are very, very different to policies you see from most governments elsewhere in the world. What's a libertarian? Libertarian is basically, I think, if you had to uh, you know, go down to the nuts and bolts at Base, it is somebody who believes in free choice, free individual choice, and free markets to, to determine uh, the allocation of resources in reaction to market prices. Why should this be so strange? Why should it be only now? Because it sounds pretty basic and pretty sensible. We are human beings. We made in in the image of our creator, if you believe or don't believe in, in God, that's kind of the big thing. We were brought, we're in earth to be free, happy, joyous, and free, and yet we vote for the opposite. We're not. <laughs> exactly. So, so I guess it boils down uh, to uh, the old saying that uh, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Um, and what happens is politicians um, get power, and over time they want more and more power, and the way to maintain that power is to uh, serve uh, certain interests um, and basically uh, look after themselves uh, while uh, co-opting um, uh, parts of the population to continue voting them in by effectively um, uh, providing them with uh, you know what is what they say is free, but it ultimately turns out not to be free. Free services, free goods, uh, free all sorts of things, handouts, effectively, uh, and that's the way they stay in power. And the longer they stay in power, the more power they want, because these governments are basically socialist at heart. Whether you know some of them don't even call themselves socialists, most governments are socialist at heart, and they live off the fat of the land. They don't create anything, they don't make anything, they don't maintain anything. Um, yeah, but they stay in power by uh, by giving handouts, and that handouts leads in the extreme to economic situations like you have in Argentina with 140% inflation, currency uh, collapsing uh, every 10 years, uh, debt defaults every 10 years. Uh, yeah, in the extreme, at least that's about. How bad 
is Argentina. And what I'm trying to get to here is South Africa seems to be very happily along this road towards socialism, or certainly with the current government. Would we end up one day where Argentina is? If you go, give this government free reign, 100%, there's no doubt we would end up where they are. Um, you know, because as I said, uh, the governing class does not create anything. They, they live off the entrepreneurial class and they stay in power by, by basically um, drugging the working class, making the working class believe that they're getting all this free stuff. Uh, but at the end of the day, you pay for it through higher inflation and, uh, and other economic uh, ail- ailments. It was interesting to see some of the tweets uh, of yours and um, uh, some other people who also have been celebrating uh, the appointment or the Argentinians deciding to go in this direction, saying that there are many parallels with South Africa in what he has been saying. Uh, one would assume from what you've said now, though, that, par- uh, that Argentina is kind of at the end of the road. Uh, the population have got to a point where it's so bad, they'll just about try anything. How far do you think we are from there? I don't think we're that far, although I, I do think that um, the ANC government still has this aura around them as a liberation movement, which appeals to the large portion of the population, especially the working class, whose conditions have just declined almost consistently since the ANC have gotten into power. Um uh, but they still vote for them because they have this aura of uh, of liberation, uh, liberation. So, but as that declines, I think their power declines. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know the ANC has also created a large portion of the population that is dependent on social grants and sees that as the ANC ANC handing them handing out things to them instead of the taxpayer. Uh, you know, so the messaging is. With the ANC so good, we are doing all these social grants, giving all these things for free, where it's actually the taxpayer doing it. It's just the ANC doing it with taxpayer money. In the latest mini-budget, uh, there's a document that was released by the Treasury, which shows that there are now 55,000 state employees who earn more than a million rand a year. And if you just put that into the background, and I, I just want to um, read from some of the stuff that uh, Javier Millet said in an interview which you retweeted, he said that leftists hate libertarians like him because they confront politicians, tell them that they're not the solution, but they're the problem. Politicians are sociopaths who want us to believe we are mentally in, uh, invalid uh, in every sense because we cannot live without them. He calls them a bunch of parasites, useless Advocates of envy, hatred, theft, and unequal uh, treatment under the law, stealing the fruits of someone's labor and giving it to another just because they feel like it. And then he he, he points to a a fact that since 1970, the size of the state in Argentina has tripled and the number of poor people has multiplied by six. And the only people who prospered were politicians. They are like, they're a caste like monarchs. They multiply, they bring in their relatives their mistresses, families, and it grows and grows. And the pockets of those who produce get smaller and smaller. Now, that's hectic stuff. Um, which isn't, that South seems- Africa, isn't that South Africa writ large? I mean, right there, South Africa, the political class is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And as I said, they produce nothing, they create nothing, and they maintain nothing. Everything they touch falls apart. Uh, yet their class, 
socialist politician classes gets bigger, the families get bigger, there's more handouts for them. And the actual producing class, entrepreneurial class, gets smaller and smaller, as you can see in South Africa, with you know, one of the measures you can use is the number of listed companies. It just shrinks every year. That class gets smaller, and the working class, it, it, the environment just gets tougher and tougher and tougher. There's less growth, less jobs, the more the socialist polit political leeches take uh, out of the economy for themselves. Sounds very Ayn Rand. <laughs> I guess so. I, I guess so. I think, uh, you know, Ayn Rand, uh, amongst the leftist uh, group of people, left-thinking people, um, has had a bad rap, but I think uh, you know her message is is a positive one. If you believe in yourself as a hard worker uh, or even an entrepreneur, that you look after yourself, why wouldn't you? You don't need a government to do that for you. You can do that for yourself. And very much in Atlas Shrugged, where she speaks about this ruling class, this caste, as uh, Millet calls them, taking continuously from those who produce. So eventually those who produce go off and they, they start their own little mini state far away from the clutches of the politicians. I suppose that's, that's idealistic, but bring it back to the realities of South Africa. Do you think anybody here is paying attention to what's happening in Argentina? Well, it's, it's happening on the ground. It's, it, it, you know, what you described is happening. Um, high uh, entrepreneur, entrepreneurial class is leaving the country. They are emigrating. They're, setting up themselves elsewhere. Um, they're isolating themselves. Those who choose to stay here are isolating themselves as far as they can from the government because the government does nothing for them. Um, so that's on the ground. That, that sort of thing is happening. Uh, and the important thing is that the working class who actually votes for these socialist governments is finding it harder and harder to get by as well. And I think that is when the tipping point happens as it has happened in Argentina, when the when the working class actually realizes that these socialist political leeches are taking from them as well, uh, that uh, you get the sort of outcome that you get in Argentina. What about on a global basis? Is what we're seeing in Argentina likely to be repeated elsewhere? Things move in trends. I mean, you know more, uh, you know that better than most people, as your world is is about investments. So uh, I, I think there is a trend towards that. Um, you know, um, most governments in the West um, are leaning more and more socialist over time. And you can see that uh, in the debt levels just going up and up and up. And if you look at places like France, if you look at places like USA, debt to GDP levels are at 120, 130, 140% of GDP. Now that's starting to get critical. Um, and the reason debt level is so high is because the government just gives more and more handouts to special interest groups to keep them happy. Um, so, so it's happening that the trend is happening. Uh, although in places like that, the government isn't as bad as third world socialist governments, which just take and take and take until there's nothing left. At least those governments, you know, leave something on the table. Um, after that, enormous everything. There's still a little bit left on the table. And in South Africa, we have an election coming next year. The latest numbers are showing that the momentum is very much in favor of the opposition and away from the ANC. And indeed, in the opposition, who would certainly not think like uh, Millet thinks, but would be a lot more pragmatic on economic approaches than uh, the socialists have been. Is there a way of averting 
the Argentina situation here. Look, I think it's also, just before I answer that question, I think it's also to only say that Argentina has found a solution that works. I mean, the guy's been voted in, but he still has to implement his policies. And his policies will imply uh, a certain level of hardship for the population to get back into balance. Um, and at the same time, I am sure, I don't know the Argentinian economy, I'm sure there are pockets of socialist power that are still intact and that will be very intent on fighting whatever Milo is doing. So it's, you know, he's been voted in, but there's a long road between here and a successful, successful, a successful outcome for his policies. So that remains to be seen. Um, if we go back to South Africa, I think there is increasing anger with the government, even amongst their, um, their constituency. And, you know, whether this latest poll is accurate or not, it's, uh, it's hard to say. Uh, but if it is, uh, I think that is a reflection of what's happening on the ground, that uh, the government has taken so much from the entrepreneurial class and taken so much from the working class that they're losing support basically everywhere. The big thing is, um, can the opposition uh, implement policies uh, which lead to growth over time? That is still not. So if the to opposition look at, uh, to look at the Western Cape, it probably can be. I mean, Cape Town is flourishing. The Western Cape is flourishing, it's growing. There's jobs. Uh, it's doing very, very well. So I think there is a chance that uh, that the opposition, if they get voted in, um, can turn things around. So that would be their big acid test here in South Africa is to replicate the Western Cape in the other parts of the country. And we know that in the most recent uh, employment data, the Western Cape produced 98% of the jobs created in South Africa, and it, it, it kind of speaks for itself. But getting back to Argentina, and that really is an important point here, the libertarians have got one throw of the dice. If they blow it, you probably will never have a Malay uh, getting the support that we've seen this time around, or not never, but certainly it won't, it'll be very difficult. So what are the chances of him actually getting this right? I think it's, uh, you know, given the way politics works, it's very slim because uh, you are for really, I don't know, in Argentina, but in most countries, you are up for re-election every four or five years. And a project like this, a libertarian project like this, to fix the economy, to get in the high growth path, to get jobs created, uh, to get rid of socialist institutions that just take, takes longer than three or four or five years. And that path is a tough path. It's not an easy path. Uh, so... It's, you know, that's why socialist governments tend to stay in power because they, they like, uh, they, uh, they are like drug dealers. You know, they deal out drugs that make the population feel good in the short term and therefore they get voted in the whole time. But meanwhile, uh, in the background, the long term economic potential of the country goes backwards and it's like going bankrupt, uh, gradually. And then all of a sudden you go like, Today, you can see the long-term effect of socialist policies in Johannesburg, for instance. I mean, the, the, the place is collapsing, uh, but it didn't happen overnight. It's been a long time coming. But the socialist governments can stay in power because they hand out drugs to the population that make them feel good in the short term. But like smoking cigarettes, I guess. Uh, you don't feel it initially, but eventually it catches you. 
it catches you all like urine. I think it's more like urine. It makes you feel great for a while, but it does. It, it kills you in the end. So the when we have a look forward to the uh, the likelihood of uh, what happens in Argentina now, there's the euphoria. It's a little bit like gramophoria here in South Africa. Uh, there's a lot of excitement that we do have a a new president there. He's going to try a different approach. He's very outspoken and incredibly emotional and passionate. Um, but the reality has to hit the reality of governing a country and a big country like that has to hit sometime soon. How long do you think it's going to be before the world looks at, at this country and says, mm, it looks like it might be working or on the other hand, uh, what a disaster. I think you will see more articles and editorials and, um, media attempts at denigrating what he's trying to do than anything else. So he, he will face a barrage of opposition from the media because the media is basically uh, part of the governing structures of socialist economies and are fully supported by them. Uh, so the media will basically be shooting down every move he makes. Uh, so one has to be careful to just judge uh, what's happening on the ground by what you read in the media. I think uh, you and I would agree that uh, the popular media has been massively discredited over the past 10 years, um, uh, but they still carry on uh, reporting um, in a way that tends to support the incumbent socialist governments and socialist policies. Uh, so I, I think the news you're going to get out of Argentina uh, although it might be predominantly fake news, will be very negative in terms of the policies. Okay, so don't pay too much attention to the news flow. Pay attention to what then? The stock markets? Because they have celebrated uh, the appointment of this new president. I think the stock market is a good place to look. Um, you know, we own an Argentinian stock in uh, the Global Value Fund at Merchant West, the Craysuit, which is up 20% last night. So I'm quite happy with that. And uh, so I think you can look at the stock market I think you have to speak to people on the ground there to understand. I, I, I think mass media is not something you want to read in any case, uh, and specifically not on a project like the one Argentina is about to embark on. Okay. Uh, we will then talk in how many years' time to look back on this and say it was successful or not? I think it'll be a decade or plus. Remember, I mean, Argentina has been running to the ground over a period of uh, 100 years. Uh, you know, it hasn't happened overnight. And any turnaround is a long and arduous process as well. So it's not going to happen overnight. I think you'll need, if he can stay in power and if he has the uh, political power to implement most of his policies, I think you'll only be able to look back in five to 10 years to see where they spent. Then again, they are the soccer World Cup champions. We are the rugby World Cup champions. So we both, we, we're really good, Argentinians and South Africans, when we do get our, our act together and work in the right direction. And perhaps there will be a new path for the world. But I think I, I hear your skepticism a bit. Uh, there's a heck of a lot of obstacles to overcome. There is. Uh, you know, the incumbent uh, socialist governments are very powerful because they have control over the budgets, they have control over the central banks, and they are very powerful as a result. They have control, they have control of monetary resources. And for them to lose that control is, that's all they have. They can't work 
They can't create anything. They can't produce anything. That's all they have. They, all they have is the ability to leech off other people's hard work. Uh, and if they lose that ability, the fight back will be intense because that's all they have. Not just in Argentina, but South Africa too. So I'm specifically referring to South Africa. Pit Fulion is the chairman of ReCM and manages funds at Merchant West Investments. I'm Alec Hogg from biznews.com. <laughs>